0: Uh, j- <laughs> weird world podcast Weird world god damn it. it weird world which i can't freaking say so i'm going to say that that's two words for me please weird world weird yeah. world that
1: show Rachel
2: right. shut your mouth okay let's talk
3: about satan <laughs> he was <back laughs> never Square.
1: oh i want to be a science teacher oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, shit! Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there
0: you have it.
3: Hi, everybody.
2: Welcome to our podcast, Weird World. I'm Dean. I'm Carrie. I'm Jack. I'm Aaron. And I'm Emma.
1: We're all here. Yeah. All
2: except
0: Rachel. Whoa. Well,
2: she doesn't live here.
0: So. Still. Yeah. Someday.
1: She grew
3: up the nerve bitch <laughs> <laughs> moved away okay dean what are you going to talk about today
0: i am going to talk about let's first set the scene folks because i'm going to talk about perhaps the most famous murder mystery in england prior to jack the ripper and i'm not, i know i know i've been accused at times by certain people in this room right now around this table of embellishing the descriptions of yeah, the stories. Or, or <laughs> maybe
3: overhyping a crime. Perhaps
0: overhyping, but this really was. This was a huge, huge, huge case. And it is to this day a very intriguing actual mystery. There is no solution to it. So put your thinking caps, put your mystery caps on, because this is one of those follow the clues and we'll decide together who did it. Okay?
1: Okay. So, Go for it.
0: It's, the place is East London, what would later be called the East End. Specifically, it's a place, it's in an area called the Ratcliffe Highway, which Ooh. means and not rats, it's, oh. it's some other, I don't know, what the Celtic? I don't know.
1: Any relation to Daniel? Uh,
0: no, not at all that I'm aware of. Never mind. Ratcliffe, Rat, Ratcliffe Highway, it was, it was a shithole, by the way. Oh. This would, again, later be part of what's, I mean, it's just south of Whitechapel, it would be part of East Whitechapel? No, Jack the Ripper? I haven't heard,
1: heard of it, but I don't know shit about no geography of London.
3: Well, the East End <laughs> is like where Cockney people live, huh? Yes. All right, there it
1: is. Hello.
0: Adele. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. I'm not into this. So uh, it, was, uh, it was, one writer at the time said, this was a a place, quote, where vice loses its charms by appearing in all its grossness. <laughs> where what happened in the inns and taverns was sure to shock more senses than one. So So. it
2: sounds kind of like Atlantic City. (laughs)
0: Mm Post-Trump.
1: Yeah. Sorry, New Jersey. Which is the
0: same as (laughs) post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Trump was the apocalypse. The trump apocalypse. So uh, there there were plenty of hardworking families, though. I mean, it wasn't just a bunch of thieves and prostitutes and people like that. There were hardworking families who worked long hours and for little pay. And, of course course, naturally, those are the people who are going to get murdered in our, in our story. So, Yay. y'all ready? Starts with y'all
1: ready for this? That's a
0: classic.
3: <laughs> that
1: really is a classic. Everyone who went to mm-hmm. elementary school in the U.S. or has seen a Will Ferrell movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: knows that song. Yeah, it's a classic.
0: Let's go ahead. Let's start with Mars, <laughs> the murder of the Mars. What? Well, right. I'm agreeing. It's a good one. I know. That there was
3: just like a dad agreement. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: You got me there.
3: Only but a goodie.
0: <laughs> December 7th, 1811. So we are going back quite a ways. Over two centuries here, 130 years before the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. I don't know why. Is this?
3: What? what? That's an odd. December
0: 7th. Yeah, that's a really that's odd why. reference point. Mm. It is. It is very odd. I, I don't deny that. The Marr family lived at 29 Ratcliffe Highway. They've been living there for about six months. It's kind of like these um, roads. They lived on, on the... On a highway? Anyway, it's called a highway. In fact, today in London, it's, it's now just called the highway. I mean, it's changed a little bit, but it was, I mean, kind of a main thoroughfare. But they, everybody you know, everybody back then, it seems like they had a shop, and they lived above their shop, with their shop facing Radcliffe Highway. Your
1: right? dream. No, not really. I don't want the shop. Oh, mm. part of it. You can own the shop, <laughs> you just pay everyone else to work at it.
0: I don't want to work at the shop. I wouldn't mind living in a flat above a shop in a cool, trendy, urban area. That'd yes, like, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you it's would. It's so loud. It's so loud. Okay. The noise would bug you. If the shop that. was very soft, Like a shop, like, like, like where people did. Like uh, a button did, shop? No, where they- <laughs> A oh, cobbler? <laughs> Braille yeah. books were made at that, sh- let's say. Blind
1: people are probably louder. Damn it, okay. I
0: just
2: okay. need you to be realistic. Well, that's not all. A hearing aid. This is an intervention, Dean. A cochlear implant clinic.
0: Okay, there we go. Now we're talking. That's what I want to live above. So they lived above there. Think, and now the geography is a little bit important. So they, these are townhouses, right? These are attached homes slash shops uh, along kind of a whole entire square block. So think of, of a square block of attached homes, all four sides, and in the middle is a courtyard, is an interior courtyard that the backs of all these homes slash shops back onto. Got it? Oh, we kind of right.
1: lived in a thing like that once. hmm A little bit, but not quite.
0: And, and again, this is in an urban area. It's in with lots of other businesses and stuff like that. So they, and they live at, um, the, the family, I'm sorry, the family lives there is Timothy Marr. He's only 24 years old. He's the father. He ran a linen and hosiers shop.
2: Ooh. sorry, Aaron, you
0: want to say anything about hosier? Your One. favorite Dutch singer? What is oh. he?
2: He's Dutch. Irish.
1: Oh, sorry. He's absolutely <laughs> Dutch. His name sounds not Irish. Not even
0: close. He's Irish? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I just thought he was, I don't know, Dutch? He's okay. also like
1: a woodsman. Is he really? I don't know. He just uh, looks like A woodsman slash singer?
2: Um, yeah. He did announce that he was working on new music Ooh. in like Gaelic.
1: Ooh. He wrote
2: a tweet Irish. You better
1: him. go full Celtic woman, Hozier. <laughs> I'm down with it. I like a good Celtic woman. Whoa, don't that, we all? I don't
2: think so. <laughs>
1: the band, or well, the singing group.
0: Celia is the wife here, Tim- Timothy's wife, and they also have a 14-week-old son, Timothy Jr. I suppose they called him yeah. Timmy.
1: Unoriginal. Yeah, well,
0: what do you think? Right? I
2: think they called him Tim Tam. Tim- <laughs> okay.
0: That's then, Australia. Let's assume he's called Tim I Tam. Think
2: he went on to found Australia.
0: <laughs> they have a servant named Margaret Jewell. And a fourteen-year-old apprentice named James Galwin. They also lived there, so they kind of like lived. There's a shop on the street level that faces onto Radcliffe Highway. They appeared to have had a, um, and they appeared. It sounds like from what I've read, they lived both above and below. So they were like their what? their rooms. They had like bedrooms above, but they also had probably a cellar or something like that below. A
1: basement. Mm-hmm. That's
3: probably what where they put the servant and the apprentice hey, and the
0: body. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Oh, so I don't know. We Wait, those. go ahead.
3: Did I miss what kind of business is it?
0: Uh, Linen and Hosier Oh, that's right. Shop.
3: I did hear that. Not Why? completely sure.
0: Hosier would be like what? Like stockings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in 1811, what? Socks, you know. too. Okay, all right.
1: Stockings. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a typical Saturday night. It's almost, is nearing midnight, and they're still open. It sounds like it's tough to be a shop owner in England. Wow. This it, oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah and this, this was apparently not unusual to be open that late. <laughs> hey. The struggle is is
1: real. I guess so. People are
2: working. They need to get their shopping done after they're done working.
1: Yeah, if I owned a shop, that shit would be closed at like 10 at the latest. (laughs) Mm (laughs) A.M.? Yeah.
0: I'm up from 8 to 10 a.m.?
2: I'd only work at a bank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't work, let's Mm, be honest. Yeah. But apparently it's a hard knock life to be a shopkeeper in (laughs) England, so uh, (laughs) it's tough. For us. But it was uh, it was a good day though. So Timothy sends out Margaret, the servant girl, to fetch some oysters uh. as kind of like a snack. She, he was especially uh, 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 Yeah. They ate a lot of oysters back in the day, especially in why? England. Because uh, they're gross. They
2: seem like just snot well, rockets. Mm-hmm. They are. That's why they're ever called. Have you an oyster? I have. Have both. you had an oyster? Model? Never. Ugh. I don't want it. They're not pleasant. You I have don't. to like
0: it's a lot of butter, and then you swallow them. It's like why
2: exactly? You don't even enjoy it. Yeah. I well, it. some people do cook oysters. They're I not.
3: Suppose. You don't always yeah. eat them raw. But so maybe they're like going to cook
1: them. Most people do.
2: Yeah.
0: I've only had them raw, which was maybe a mistake. And
1: yeah, bad. That's how you get that. Fucking salmonella.
2: It, salmonella.
0: Is it not unlike Rocky Mountain oysters?
1: No, it's what not.
0: You know, Rocky Mountain oysters? Yes, are? it is um, unlike. What the Rocky fuck? Rocky you? Mountain oysters are Aaron no. and Are they oh testicles?
3: My, yes, yes, they're, they're sheep's
0: testicles. Sheep's testicles. People. <laughs> was people, people. 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 <laughs> assholes with cowboy hats and mom oh jeans God. who are sixty-eight yep, are Mitt Romney years Romney old. Jeans. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally mint Romney rom jeans. They, they, they at some Romney rom jeans. Romney rom jeans. They. In in Colorado, I know it's it's a a favored order of uh, the pretentious assholes who uh, who deep fry them and boom, swallow them whole. Sheep's sheep's testicles, deep fried, eat them. Okay, so gross,
3: Coloradans. Email Dean. Uh,
0: yes, fine. Okay, call the runners who eat sheep's com. testicles. Email me. What kind You're of gay an idiot. You think
2: about it it right? is pretty gay.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I love balls. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Of it's sheep also bestiality. In there if you think
2: what? about it. No.
1: It's gay bestiality. Yes, no, it is. It's not. Because yeah. they're eating them.
0: They're I eating know. The
2: sheep's broth. So we all.
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. Anyway, I, I feel like they've tricked themselves through their machismo yes. into eating sheep's balls and mm-hmm. trying to impressing the tourists.
2: Congratulations. The look on
3: him's yeah. face you is like a cross yourself. between horror and just pissed off. <laughs> oh. She's
0: balls. That's well, disgusting. It is disgusting.
2: That's it's terrible. Pretty gross. Thought I, so, I, sheeps, I, so
0: I thought I'd bring it
1: up. I think the sheep's are good.
2: No, they're not. They well, don't have balls anymore. I mean, they cut well, them well, off Well, they, any they're anyway. eating the other yeah. parts of the yeah. sheep. They're dead. Sheep's dead, dead Annie. The or, balls they're, they're not just cutting the balls That's really poor sheep because it's dead. Yeah,
0: okay. Says someone who's probably had lamb.
2: I don't think I've no.
0: ever had lamb. I love lamb. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you're, cool. you're the only one. I'm a monster. Okay, it's so.
3: because of you that they have those sheep's balls to eat. No, I oh, I've shit.
1: had a lamb in years. Jesus. Because we don't let you. I ain't taking We're your moral rap. compass. <laughs> <laughs> What's the
2: difference between a cow and a lamb? lambs like uh, One's cute. bigger. Um, and and one's bigger and brown. <laughs> big one's white difference. and fluffy.
3: Okay, I know they're different animals. Uh, but move. I'm saying like uh, the balls. No. Emma, you're right. There is no difference. Let's stop eating beef as well. I wish. I keep on my <laughs> dog. Eventually, I probably <laughs> but, will. Like, to be Jesus, honest, eventually,
2: with you. I will stop hmm? eating red meat. That's I mean, my goal. Like, in but out. it's so good.
0: But you love it the most out of
1: anyone
3: at no, this table. No, I
2: just love steak. True. I don't that's love that's red meat. I don't yeah. love burgers. Whatever. Keep
1: anyway, <laughs> okay.
0: So, uh, Timothy sends Margaret out to fetch some oysters as a snack. He's worried about his wife too. She's uh, been the, the fourteen-week-old kid. Man. It was hard on her, and she's not recovering very well. So I said, hey, how about some nice, uh, I don't know what protein, but I'll uh, go get um, Celia, some oysters, and be right back. Oh, and by the way, while while you're out there, also, uh, we owe some money to the baker. Here's some money, and pay off that debt. So okay. he sends her out on this, you know, midnight, uh, uh, midnight. errand. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, a lone uh, female in the East yeah, End. Did so. he never bitch. sleep? He, <laughs> I
1: think he hated her. He, he wanted yeah. her to die. I, 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 actually, that's that's just typical.
0: That's your life when you're a servant. It I was just guess. it was twenty four seven if they wanted it. it was, no gracias. And, yeah, and and remember, they're they're not a wealthy family. True. The, the Mars, but every they're everybody has <laughs> everybody has servants back then. It was weird. What I the mean. hell, England? So this is about eleven fifty p.m. Keep an eye on that timeline. Timeline is going to be important here. Okay. So 11:50 oh, p.m. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, uh, Margaret goes out on her mission to get some oysters and to pay the baker. Fuck yeah. So she goes to the oyster shop first. Uh-oh, it's closed.
1: There's a whole shop dedicated to that shit?
0: I guess so. There's, call it, Yeah, I think. There, or maybe it's a fishmonger. Y'all I don't crazy. know. But she goes and tries to find some oysters. The first shop she goes to is closed. She goes, oh crap. So she goes the other way toward the baker. On the way back, she actually has to pass again down Ratcliffe Highway. She passes again the Mars house and shop, right? This is right around midnight. She sees, she looks at the window, and there's Timothy and company closing up shop, whatever. She back in? Huh? She just
1: was like, Oh, I'm passing might as well look by the window. Oh, you walk of course. Why not? I
0: don't know. Allergy. She's on the other side of the street. How's that? You happy now? So <laughs> she walks <laughs> by. Just, the key is so this at, at about midnight just... they were still um, alive and well, the light was on, okay? Right about midnight. She goes on her way to the baker. She goes to the baker, she pays the bill, but to pay the bill, but the baker is also closed. Crap. So she figures out, hey, there's another fishmonger or oyster shop somewhere else nearby. So she walks all the way to that oyster shop. Ah, shit, that's closed, too. Long story short, she gets back to the Mars, having accomplished nothing, at about 12.20 a.m. It's been about a half hour she's been on her jaunt. Okay, It's
2: not super long.
0: No. And remember, she's got to walk everywhere. Yeah. So she finds, this time, though, she finds the house dark. Worse yet, she finds the door locked. Hmm. Now that's odd because that's she lived there and they yeah. expected her back with the oysters. She, I mean, she thinks, did they forget me or something? Uh-huh. What's, what's going on? Like that time you
2: guys uh, <laughs> left me outside of the house <laughs> when I was a small child. It's happened How old to were all you? Of us. Old enough to know that the front door existed, but young enough to not realize that to it not exists. walk
0: around the house and go to the goddamn she front door. She was like two. All right, Old <laughs> enough. That's so to funny. Go to the exactly. Fr- yeah. So we've
1: all been locked out. Before. We locked out the garage, right?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: In the, I have the never courtyard.
0: Been locked out.
1: Okay. I've definitely come home and the garage door has been locked. Yeah. It's I've, called it. I hint, locked you out, children, just when you went out there to get uh, a drink. I know. I was like, me. it was 15 seconds. Dean How? locked me out. When.
2: You locked me out in the garage. Oh really? To go get a drink, like <laughs> as literally like as exactly. you must have just barely missed me. As soon as like I'm out there, the door slightly <laughs> closes. The light is on. It just closed and locked, and I was like, "What the fuck? I'm gonna die out here."
1: And then you knock, and you hope they hear. You, you didn't not, hear. You There's a fridge out bit. Bit. there.
0: You'd have stuff to eat and drink for a while, until the next morning yeah, at Yeah, but least.
2: I'd, I'd run, a a car. I'd run yeah, out the the of Dr. Pepper in, no, in like crawl. three minutes, and then i die. <laughs> I think you know I can't live without
0: the Dr. Pepper. The Dr. Pepper. think it would get dirty. Oh, sad. Good Lord, I thought I was OCD.
2: <laughs> if you would get dirty my phone would die.
1: You did?
0: Margaret knocks on the door, and no one answers. <gasps> she hears nothing inside until she thinks she hears the sounds of footsteps on the stairs. She keeps knocking. Then she hears the baby give a little cry. She goes, oh, "Okay, oh, that's no. fine. Fourteen week old uh, Timothy Jr. Timmy Tim Tam,
1: <laughs> Tim Tam, <laughs> Tim Tam."
0: She says, "Okay, no worries. Someone is just quieting the baby. They'll be right down to let me in. Mm-hmm, honey. No one mm-hmm. comes to." the door.
2: I bet she stood there for so long thinking she's about to walk into like her surprise party. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, They're waiting. like, they all forgot. I thought they forgot. That's why
0: they had me get oysters. It's for part mm-hmm. the party. This is so great. And
2: they knew all the places were closed. So.
0: Well, <laughs> it was just to get rid of me. Oh God. Well, I had to pay the fucking baker. I don't know, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So Margaret's getting a little scared now. It's night. Remember, it's night. It's, it's getting toward 1230. It's the east fucking end. She hears footsteps behind her. Oh, she knocks louder. She's slamming on the door. She slams the knocker repeatedly. She's, she's getting panicked, so she actually starts slamming the knocker on the door repeatedly. No one still comes to the door. Finally, though, at about 1230, she just gives up and says, I, what do I do? She just waits outside. She just kind of <laughs> slinks against the wall and, and waits.
3: I have a question. Yes. Is there no way to get to the courtyard? Do you have to go through a home?
0: There is, but I think the answer is yes and yes okay. to that. That, actually come, that, that exact thing will actually come into play, and the person who does it actually to go all the way around the block. So she oh. may have known how to do that. what okay. you'll, you'll see. Okay. So after about a half an hour of her just waiting there, hoping no one comes and mugs her, or, and, and thankfully Jack the Ripper is still 77 years away. <laughs> she, uh, the night watchman comes by at 1 o'clock in the morning. He's did the whole all's well. You know, it's 1 a.m. and all's well kind of thing. His name is George Olney. He and by the way, he worked for the parish. They didn't have. There was really no such thing as permanent public pay police officers. There was a thing called the Bo, the Bowes Street Runners by this point, but they really weren't truly cops. They were kind of a predecessor to what we think of as police officers. What the hell? So the night watchman though was just someone he was expected to kind of keep the peace, but he wasn't. Don't think of him as as a as a cop. And so, but you know, he, he, she does look to him for help, and she tells him. George, only the night watchman of what's exactly what's happening. I'm knocking. No one's coming. The doors, the, the um, lights are out. He is concerned now. He is a little suspicious now because earlier, right around midnight. So that is to say, just it probably was just after Margaret passed by them and saw that everything's okay on the way to the baker. Right around then, George Olney had passed by, and he had actually noticed that the uh, the shutters on the windows were already closed. And, but one of the shutters was not locked. So in other words, they had closed up the right. shop. It, it, it just, so it just a little while after Margaret must have passed by. He called out at the time. Again, this is a little after midnight. He called out at the time to Timothy and said, Hey, your shutters aren't locked, you know, just to, to make sure he knew. A voice from the inside just yelled out, That's all right. He realizes he didn't recognize that voice. And he knew Timothy Marr. He probably thought, he didn't think anything at the time, he probably thought it was, you know, James Gowan or The Apprentice, or who knows. But he didn't think anything, anything of it at the time. He went to continue his rounds. Now though, in hindsight, with what Margaret has just told him, he finds that very suspicious. So only and, Mar- and Margaret start knocking, and they call out. No answer again. Finally, this wakes up, and this is after one o'clock in the morning now. This wakes up John Murray, who's a pawnbroker. He lives next door. So next door there is, yeah. a, is a pawn Burgers. I was going to ask, yeah. why
1: don't you just knock on your next door neighbor and be like, what do I do? Maybe she, they can let her through to the courtyard.
0: Yeah, why didn't she? I don't know. Well, would uh, it, it be it, dangerous? It was, tw- by the time she got back, it was past 1220. But yeah, but someone so, yeah, would yeah. He hear her knocking. But he was asleep. I don't know. Maybe she just didn't want to bother uh, yeah. the, the, the neighbor. It's kind of a crisis. Yeah. It is a little bit of a crisis. Would you do that if you were locked out? Yes.
1: Hell Yeah. Okay. And I mean, if they could just let me through to the courtyard, I don't in know if well, there was a possible way yeah, that I could. They didn't have
0: a back door, so. You know? She didn't think about it. She's, she's scared.
1: I'd fucking
2: break the window, a break, are you, man. kidding?
0: <laughs> no, a servant did not break the window. She'd be well, yeah, that's worse true. than sacked. So. Killed. Uh, John Murray. I'm sorry. Yeah. John Murray? I don't know. It's your story. Uh, John Murray, the pawnbroker, he says, you know what? He wakes up and says, what's going on? They they tell him what's going on. He says, you know what? I did hear some noises earlier tonight through the wall I share with Mars. It was was sometime after midnight as well. Um, I wasn't all that concerned at the time, but again, same thing. Now I'm a little bit concerned here. So he walks around, John Murray does, he walks around Radcliffe Highway to the street called, it's called Pennington Street, and it paralleled Radcliffe. So again, it's like this, Complete square block of townhomes of attached terrace homes, and he, dumped, he somehow I don't know how he gets into the courtyard. So I don't know if it's a break or he gets I don't know somehow a there's gate. a way into the court. maybe a gate. But and it's on Pennington, so he gets into the courtyard and he approaches the Mars House from the back now into the back door. He goes to um, through the courtyard to the back door, and he finds that the back door is unlocked. Ooh. This is not great. This is not to be expected if they're you know they've closed up. For the night, he goes in. He's holding just a, a single candle. So it's, it's really, it's dark, it's murky. He's not sure what the hell gonna be. he's going to meet him in there. He's not thinking anything about murder yet, I'm sure. But still, it's very eerie. And it's kind of this eerie silence, he said. He calls out for them, but no one answers. Now, I, it sounds like the back of the courtyard loads up onto what would be their second floor. Their floor above the ground level oh. shop. Because oh. he, it says, he, everything I read, it says he goes down, he passes by first, they're like their master bedroom door, which is closed. He doesn't open that. He goes on and he goes downstairs to the shop level, which fronts <laughs> Ratcliffe Highway.
1: That's weird. Huh? It is
0: weird.
3: Well, maybe he was going to let the only guy in.
0: Of course. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's the weirdest. It's not the weird that he what he's doing. Oh. It's oh. weird that he. Oh. Okay. he gotcha. was
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not That's at all. Sort of Mobius strip kind of fucking yeah. geography
0: anyway. It's not real. I think it just it just the is courtyard. Yeah. So which means the back of their shop and the ground level hit nothing. Hit the below the level of the courtyard. I don't know. Well,
3: exactly. that makes sense because it seems to me that the courtyard is more for the family that lives there. Yes. Versus yeah. the, the shop the people. So That's yeah. true. Okay. So it's like for kids to go out and play and sure. that kind of Sure.
0: Thing. But no, but it's upstairs from the shop.
1: It's a little above the front of the sh- on Ratcliffe Highway. Yeah. What I'm imagining is a floating court- courtyard. No, it's not a floating no. courtyard. No. I'm going to keep imagining that. I don't get what okay. y'all say.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Apparently, I, I, I've already taken too long on this courtyard thing. But anyway, <laughs> in the
0: shop, so he goes down the stairs and go into the shop space, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And again, he has the little candle, he doesn't see anything. Until he gets down on, on that level and looks straight to the door. And over toward the door is the body of James Gowan, the young apprentice. Wow. Uh-oh. His skull is a wreck.
1: That's not nice. Mm. Don't do the skull. it
0: skull. Pardon? Owie. It's been Uh-oh. smashed to bits. Blood and brain matter are all over the floor and the wall. Oh, no.
2: Yeah, God. I think he's somewhere might be okay.
0: <laughs> CPR?
2: Mm-hmm. Turn it off and it. back on. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Bandage it. Walk it off. Uh, Murray, John Murray, starts toward the front door now, and he stumbles over the body of I Celia Marr. That's
1: when you get out and
0: call her uh, Yeah, laying face down. Her skull is also battered. Blood, he holds the candle down low. He sees blood still oozing from her horrific head wounds. You
3: don't. I mean, what uh, the fuck? So she's still alive.
0: No, she's, she's no. dead. She's, Just she's blood oozing not. she's alive. You know that, don't you? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. It's is is. Let's say it's trickling. or oozing, not necessarily pumping and spraying. It's okay. sluggishly pooling out
1: of yeah. her in battered skull. Yes, Without that words? In battered, I'm Edgar Allan I like Poe. that. I like
0: that. It's sluggishly <laughs> oozing from her battered skull. If if she He's is right, if goes. she's still alive, she's you know not really. Okay. So he finally gets to the front door and he shouts, "Quote. This is my fave, Murder, murder. Come and see what murder is here." <laughs> People no. said weird things.
1: They did. Why do they all talk like they're acting? What
0: the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that's the quote. You know, these are mostly quotes from 1811 handbills and bad newspapers. Who knows? But exactly, that's, yeah. that's what it comes back as. What he said: "Come and see what murder is here."
1: No. By
0: now, there's a small crowd in front of the shop, and um, only and Margaret come in to see. Come and see the murder. What was there? So only Margaret and Murray are now in the shop. Margaret just starts screaming her ass off.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Blood is everywhere. It
0: carpets the floor. A reporter would later write that, quote, the narrow premises were so floated with gore that it was hardly possible to escape the pollution of blood in picking out a path to the front door. (laughs) Oh no. I mean it's
1: Everywhere. That's not toe. very nice. Yeah, tiptoe through the blood. Do you fucking snowshoes? <laughs> snowshoes. I don't know. Wait, that's the Just opposite. Spread it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ballet point said. shoes. How's that? Mm-hmm.
3: No, that's when you. Um, this Hello? is the fun we used to have when we were kids. Excuse oh my You get like coffee cans, and then your dad would poke holes on either side of them, and I don't know where this is going, but I'm... Tie, yeah, you would tie long strings to them, and then you'd step on them you know like little stilts but they're just the size of a oh, coffee I can see. and you hold the strings up to hold the the things up on your feet and then you walk <laughs> on the coffee cans this and sounds like a
2: saw trap <laughs> like they're little
3: stilts is that uh, what you
2: did before fun was the internet, internet? <laughs>
3: before <laughs> email it was fun
0: <laughs> internet, internet email my god this has been apparently like, for dolls and dirt what before, was I I know.
3: Been and you could <laughs>
1: <laughs> the dust bowl version I, of moonshoes. People had mammoth
0: bones that had more fun.
1: than And that. I, I mean,
3: think you could kind of buy them pre-made too. What? What? Why would From you? your neighbor
1: for twenty-five cents? <laughs> I don't think so. No,
3: but the pre-made ones, I think they were plastic Jesus instead of Christ. metal moon cans. Shoes. And then the the ropes were like plastic things. I think you know plastic. Gosh, you let, you let a I can't sad You don't remember never, that? i don't you never any, did that. Dad? No,
0: I did not. Uh-huh, he just absolutely fished. not.
1: We dad, not fish.
0: we had fish bones, um, yeah. so only to play in, with
3: you played with fish bones
0: more better than
3: that. <laughs> uh-uh. Good
0: lord! So only and Murray they look behind the counter now and they find Timothy the Marr
1: dead, uh,
0: also horribly injured.
1: Well,
3: better that than he's the one that killed them. That's yeah, true. That's true. That's true. I, well, something. I'm better well, dead yeah. than a criminal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone says, yeah, "Actually, what about the baby?"
3: Yeah. What about they the baby? rush
0: upstairs to find the baby in his crib, throat cut, sleep. head <gasps> oh, battered. Fudge. Everyone, did they hear the baby cry? Everyone, they did. We'll get back to that. That's Margaret actually did. that's actually a clue. It's, it, that actually integral to what I think happened. Oh. So as they, the group leaves, they spot a ripping chisel on the floor. Excuse me. A ripping chisel. What is it? It's that? an old tool that um, you use it to rip things like a chisel. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, you behind you you won't see one. So I, I don't know why I'm pointing see there. One. Uh, but we, we know maybe we'll get a picture of a ripping chisel. It was an old uh, a, a thing I think I was using carpentry. Oh and why?
3: there was a linen place.
0: You'll. I will we'll get to it in a second. Okay. The chisel looks clean. Jesus lived though, there, so know that. It, <laughs> <laughs> what? He's a carpenter. Uh, yeah. No, there'll be some carpentry involved in this. Trust me. Okay. Uh, outside is a larger crowd now, and your first police officer of a sort. It was, he's from the Thames River Police. This was his name is Charles Horton. He's the first on the scene. They were essentially hired by the boat owner, people and the marina? people. The people. The, well, the people who along the Thames River Bold who people. to basically be <laughs> almost like night watchmen for the for the river. Because there are a lot of stealing bunk boats and cargo ships on, docked in the river. So that's what his job was. So he was a little bit out, out of his jurisdiction, but he was a good guy. So he came over to see what's going on, all the fuss was about. He's the first on, on the scene, and even though it's not his jurisdiction, he sort of takes over. And he notices right away that he starts searching the home, and he notices that nothing appears to be stolen. He eventually finds in a drawer in the bedroom 152 pounds. A
1: vibrator. Wow. Um,
0: in <laughs> cash. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He finds 100, which is a lot of money. So, so. It's a ton of money. And uh, so he wonders were they scared off? How much are, is that now? A lot, a lot. In 1811, like 152 pounds, that'd be, I might, I'm totally guessing, but that'd be tens live. of thousands of dollars, even. Certainly thousands of dollars, for sure. Yeah. He wonders if it wasn't robbery, maybe it was robbery and they were scared off or maybe it was some kind of revenge killing anyway and that's why they didn't steal anything. So at first he thinks the ripping chisel is the murder weapon but then he notices also that it is oddly clean, has no blood, no nothing on it. So he looks around a little more and in the bedroom, in the bedroom now, where the baby is, uh, he finds a maul. A maul is a very heavy shipwrights hammer with a blunt side on one. And a and a sharp side in the other, a little bit like a, a regular hammer, but just a sharp side, blunt side, but much bigger and heavier.
2: So like a hammer, but worse, <laughs> scarier, <And> more terrible. <laughs> right.
0: It is covered with blood and hair.
2: There you go.
0: The sharp end is also chipped off. The point of the sharp end is actually chipped oh, off. Oh, so that's
1: somebody's head.
0: Three thousand? I I bet you in real life it'd be way more than that. Like 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 in like, what it would buy would be a better way. That would buy you a lot for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like a house.
0: A probably, house. probably, actually. So, Charles Horton, the cop, he goes, back, he goes to the back door and he finds two sets of footprints leaving the home into the courtyard. It runs out of the block of houses and onto Pennington Street. So it kind of just backtracks what John Murray would do when he was lo- looking to get inside. through the, Out the back door, through the courtyard. Whatever, it must have been, like Jack said, a gate or something onto Pennington Street, and Maybe then yeah. disappears onto the pavement. So they also find blood and sawdust in the footprints. The sawdust is important because there had been carpentry done all that day at the Mars shop,
3: oh, okay.
1: so
0: it's clear those footprints are came from the Mars shop.
3: So
1: that chisel could have been left by a carpenter, by a carpenter,
0: exactly, and it's just mm-hmm. coincidental. It had nothing to do with the murders, almost certainly. The mall clearly was the uh, one of the murder weapons. So the uh, group, a group of concerned citizens, the members. This is well past one in the morning. A group of concerned citizens run out. They, they they search along Pennington Street and they start asking people questions. They do find uh, some witnesses. One witness says, yeah, I saw a group of 10 men fleeing the scene oh, earlier. Geez.
1: Jesus, were they black? Were they dark in uh, some way? That, did they have bushy hair? London, yeah. so now, uh, uh, he black said people
2: they're, weren't invented yet. Yeah, they <laughs> weren't.
1: Not in London. That was a
0: rare thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just Othello, and he was in Spain. Mm-hmm. So they headed toward New Gravel Lane. Hold that thought on that street, by the way. And, but good, but huh? so people think, oh, was it some kind of gang killing or something like that? And, and he, said, but he said this was just after the alarm was raised. Remember, the alarm was raised about 1 o'clock in the morning. Margaret had been knocking at 12.20, and it, it, we'll, we'll go into the timeline later, but clearly that they left sometime between 12.20 and 12.30, so it wasn't this group of 10. Another witness, however, says that he saw two men leaving the area. Wasn't sure, certain about the time, but that sure sounds like it.
1: Yeah, that's more realistic.
0: One was wearing a long brown coat. Keep that in mind. That will oh. come back into play as well. It's often called a flushing coat.
1: Or a flashing coat. No. Ooh. Well, you know, it's not dissimilar. I uh, yeah. It's long,
0: <laughs> it's it was just a it's an old cheap soft coat of the day. Okay? Okay. The bodies of the dead of the whole dead family and, and James Gowan are laid out in their beds, and the public is allowed to sort of traipse through the house.
3: Oh, that's so
0: through the crime scene. What the yeah. fuck? It was th-
1: that's what you did at Murder yeah. Scenes. Yes. Before yeah. DNA yeah. and fingerprints.
0: The, the wounds were left untreated, the eyes open. It was just, it became well, just a show.
1: It was a little lost cause to treat the wounds. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you know what I mean. Before you could before get, you get the bodies them. out of there. Yeah, uh, that's
0: Did gross. they do that at least? No, no, the bodies are in there. That's, that's I mean. evil. They put them in their beds and said, come through and look.
2: For what Literally. reason? I, I
0: don't know if it's like, see if you recognize them. I don't know what it was. No, of course they I recognize know. them. I don't know yeah. what they're, it's just, it's fun. Just, it's entertainment.
2: Yeah. See, that's what you do when you don't have Candy Crush. Yes.
1: This you, is back when guillotines well, were. No, you make coffee can uh, <laughs> oh, fun. is what you do. <laughs> obviously, coffee you don't go look at dead years people.
2: Years of fun.
1: Two
0: <laughs> of but obviously, no sense of preserving the crime scene and like that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. there's really, there's really the the beginnings of modern policing. Wouldn't even the, the the start of it, it was still at least a couple of decades away. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so Horton, the policeman, he gets. Hort- to, he takes the mall to the nearest police station. Station. It's By the time he gets there three sailors have already been arrested and are to be in question. Oops. He, one, had some blood spots on his clothes, but they have rock solid alibis and they're released. And after that, soon thereafter, they just they go out looking for kind of the usual suspects. Mostly they arrest sailors. This is right near the Thames, near, near some dockyards. So they, they arrest a bunch of, you know, suspicious looking sailors. <laughs> uh, a, a reward of 50 pounds. That's by a lot. Uh, it's, a very lot it's, it's a lot of money. And Way more not. than a third or three thousand, it's it's a it's a big chunk of a change. Uh, the press starts the very next day. The press publishes very lurid handbills, and there's kind of a panic. Quickly, there's a uh, one writer described quote the terror which was on every face, the careful barring of doors, the providing of blunderbusses and watchmen's rattles. Blunderbusses were old rifles. Watchmen rattles are what you can see on the screen right below you there, right behind you there. Below those you? were you know everybody, you see the constables blow a whistle.
1: Oh, I Before see. they did that,
0: they used those. You, you the... shook the rattle and made this loud grating noise. Yeah. That means come help, come help.
1: If y'all saw it, you'd recognize it immediately. Yeah, it's a, a little... handle
0: and, and a thing that you you, you twirled around, around to make yeah. noise. So that's what and that's what cops carried. And, yeah. and now so citizens could carry one, and, and they if they were feeling like they're in danger or something like that, you you do your rattle and someone hopefully comes help you.
1: Imagine yeah. if they still did that today. Yeah. <laughs> instead of alarms, they just <laughs> waved their arm out of the car. Uh,
0: So uh, he says, he said, we know of a shopkeeper who on that occasion sold 300 rattles in about 10 hours. So London is just scared shitless. They hold a coroner's inquest inquest at the Jolly Sailor Public House, Mm. right across the street from the Mars house. Uh, And the information there actually presents the timeline quite clearly. So let's go over the timeline real quick. Again, Margaret Jewell saw Timothy Marr just after midnight. She left at 11.50, she sees the Mars are fine and dandy, closing up shop with the lights on at just a little bit after midnight. She returns about 12.20 a.m. John Murray heard, no, I, I'm sorry, the night watchman passes yeah. by and sees the, the shutters closed but not closed correctly. So the night watchman dude only had come by at uh, about a little bit past midnight, saw that the shutters were closed but not locked. And then about 12.10, John Murray had heard those noises. So the killers must have arrived sometime just after Margaret Jewell walked by and saw them okay and the lights on and the 1210. So was somewhere right around then, probably, probably just a minute or two after, but presumably it was they who closed the shutters because they were just closing shutters to make sure they can do their dirty work in, yeah. in privacy, but not, nah, they didn't care about locking them. So I think the perps. Close the shutters, not the the Mars.
3: And perps, plural, huh? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you saw two sets of footprints, didn't you? Oh, that's true. Coming out of the back. And also,
3: two men and a woman. I mean, makes sense.
0: The killers likely left sometime after 1220 when Margaret started banging on the door. And when she heard the noises from inside the house and the baby cry, which is probably at that time just a little before 1230, that cry... The crying and her continuing knocking was very likely what cost the baby its life. Otherwise, yeah. they, they had no reason to, to, to kill it. I mean, they went up to the quiet the baby in all likelihood, hoping because remember, they didn't know that Margaret lived there. They thought, okay, I don't know who's knocking, but quiet that goddamn baby down and she'll go away. The quiet of the baby involved killing the baby. But Margaret didn't go away. She kept knocking, so they took, they took off. That's the, the theory anyway. It also appeared that the mall was brought there by the killers, Margaret reported that Timothy Marr was actually looking for a hammer early in the day and couldn't find one. So uh, they don't think it was his, it they think his, the murderers yeah. brought it. There's a, a man named Cornelius Hart who was a carpenter. He was one of the carpenters working there that day. Some people think he took the mall and that he came back with it. Maybe he looked to skittle, settle a score with uh, Timothy Marr. They had an argument that day about the work they were doing. Or maybe he found out there was cash, who knows. We'll, we'll get into that a little more in theories. Uh, but some, but keep in mind the name Cornelius Hart he was a carpenter he was there that day he may have had some connection in the past with, with Timothy Marr as well got it got it I'm throwing that out there so you know so I don't surprise you when we go through theories finally December 19th so this is eight days after about a week the someone thought to clean the goddamn mall and in doing so because remember it's blood spa- splattered splattered yes. in doing so they find initials carved on the handle oh
1: my god this is eight days after yeah. so
0: nice police work. wow point. The initials are either IP or JP. The carving was done by a Siemens coppering punch. That's a little you'd, you'd punch things into it yeah. with, into things into copper, let's say. Mm. And, um, and so, so now they know, this is essentially, we're looking for probably some kind of a shipwright's missing, missing mall that is connected to someone with the initials JP or IP. So at least they have a lead here. But that very night, the killers. Would strike again?:
3: Oh, oh no.
0: Part two: the second attack, as, I, as you recall, December 19th, 1811. it is now.
3: same year, right? Yeah,
0: 1811. OK. Twelve days after the Mar, Mar killings, some folks were passing by the King's arm tavern at 81 New Grable Lane. This is just a little ways down the highway from uh, the Mars house. They spot a mostly naked man climbing out some tied sheets from a window on the upper floor of a t- very like a tall two-story building. And he lands into the arms of a passing <laughs> constable. What? Really, no. but, literally did. There's a guy <laughs> the, the 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 night watchman or our constable is waiting for him at the bottom of that and he lets go just a few feet from the sidewalk and lands in the arms of the constable. He's waiting for him. It's not a coincidence. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And he looks up. No. And uh, it turns out it is John Turner. He's a journeyman who had been lodging at the king's arms for about the last eight months or so, right? He babbles something about, you know, shit's happening inside. Go look, go look. So the tavern, the king's arm, is run by a man named John Jack Williamson. No. Because Jack goes, is for John. That makes no sense. He's 56. He's, uh, he's been the publican of the king's arms for about 15 years. His wife, Elizabeth, is 60, and their servant, Bridget Harrington, is in her late 50s. Those are the three people wow. inside that they know of. Old. And they're kind of like <laughs> a nice, oh my God, you're a monster. Excuse me. They're a very ah. nice couple. Okay.
3: They're,
0: like, they're known as like, even though this is a shitty area, he's known as like, a, you know, he closes fairly early, he's not crazy, no shenanigans in my place. That's his kind of reputation, right?
3: A pub with no
2: shenanigans? Yes.
0: <laughs> my well, uh-huh. it's, you know, what was that? What was that? What that, <laughs> like? that was, was a like a lab. bullshit laugh. Yeah,
2: okay. I was like, mm-hmm, okay, if you insist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the constable who's waiting for Turner, he now remembers, uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, John Williams did tell me to keep an eye out for a man, a suspicious looking man in a long brown coat mm. who earlier that evening had just kind of like skulking around the tavern, and even listening at the door, apparently. So John Williamson asked the, the constable, hey, on your rounds, keep an eye out for that guy and, and stop him and question him if you, if you see him. I, I think he's up to no good. So the constable, and now a crowd, because you know the, the naked guy walked, climbing down the window creates a, cl- a crowd. A group of them go around to the back, right, of the tavern, and they, because the door, I'm sorry, the door is locked. They try to get in the door, the front normal door for the tavern was locked, locked, and it's dark inside. And so they go around the, the back of the house, the back of the tavern, and uh, I, I don't know if there wasn't a, bla- a back door or that was locked as well, and I guess all the windows are, are locked, but they finally see that the coal flap, I guess what you dump the coal down into the what? cellar, yep. uh, that they gain access to the coal flap, and that group goes down into the cellar. And meanwhile, a man named Fox had grabbed his trusty cutlass, Yes, no. he had a cutlass. Uh, um,
1: All right. He grabs his
0: cutlass and he leads a group.
3: Wait, what's it? Is it nice? It's like a big sword. It's like a sword. Oh, hell yeah.
1: That's the kind of shit that you'd see like on a Dutch East Indies trading ship. Is it like the big car-
3: curved thing? Yeah. I okay. think so, right? It's a
1: big yeah. sword. It's not like an epe with a little
0: thin. It's a big ass yeah. sword, big old blade. Have you okay. What? you sing seen Pirates that you said? Yeah, like yes.
3: Pirates of the Yeah, that's what I think of. When you say cutlass. I think so, too. Think pirates. So
0: he, he, he knocks down the wooden bars on one of the windows on the ground floor there, and he gets in that way. So there's two groups kind of converging, right? The cellar group finds John Jack Williamson at the foot of the cellar stairs, head down, battered ruthlessly. His head is smashed to bits. His throat also has been cut. Um. I don't like that. An iron crowbar is lying down next to him. Laying down next to him, I can't remember. So an iron crowbar is next to him what on the. What's wrong, Gary? You look. What
3: exactly is a crowbar? It's an a iron crowbar. bar
0: that you use to pry things open. You know what a
1: crowbar looks crowbar, like. Yeah, I'm You've seen a zombie <laughs> What
0: exactly are
1: shoes?
3: <laughs> I know, but what what are they used for? <laughs> to pry things, pry things open. open, like boxes. You've and
1: seen shit? them used. Mm-hmm. To open crates. a crate? Yeah. yeah. Crates? I, yeah. Oh,
3: okay. They'd have been nailed like, shut. I don't know, for some reason I'm thinking they use them for vehicle things. Similar and
1: to the so other I, end I'm of the hammer. Why Carrie is
0: having be- <laughs> a delicious Pinot Grigio and Moscato blend just because so she know. didn't like the Pinot, so Not I got her some Moscato. And she said pinot just pour it in the Pinot. And which I thought was, oh, was a, an abomination. And
2: against, this is relevant because... Because
0: she's saying, what is a
3: crowbar? That's why. <laughs> no, because I, I, th- I think I'm thinking of um, what you use to get off lug nuts on a...
1: Not the same thing. That's a lug wrench. Yeah, that's a lug wrench. <laughs>
3: But they're shaped kind of the same, aren't kind they? Kind
1: of. but crowbar's
0: bigger and straight.
2: And different. And Jack familiar.
0: is just... Okay. A so the, it looks like the bad guys <laughs> okay. used both the crowbar as a bludgeon, but they also used what looked like a razor to slit his throat. So they pretty much invented overkill. He's, he's very, very dead. Like I said, his, his head was pulp.
1: <laughs> invented
0: it. <Ugh>.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> no, I think Abel did that.
0: Why would they overkill? What would they do?
2: Eat people.
0: Why is that overkill? Did they kill him six different ways? They killed him like twice. That's what I mean. They ripped oh. their hearts out. Yeah, they did. Well, they still live. That's true, but that was the one way they killed them. See, so they're fine.
2: No, but then they killed not their spirit. Did you yeah. ever
1: read the Bible? Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. I said, Cain. Yeah, there I you go. I think he did that. I he I invented that. There's probably overkill.
3: lots of overkill in the Bible. God. God.
1: Yeah, the whole
2: Noah's Ark thing. Did okay, he you really can... have to deal with like a flood?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are missing my point. Sorry, right? Churchy. So the window crowd, okay, so that was the cellar crowd. They found John Williamson all, all dead and all such. Mm-hmm. The, cr- the crowd that went through the window with the guy with the cutlass, they find Elizabeth and Bridget in the parlor on the ground floor. Both had also had their skulls crushed and oh. their throats cut.
3: Good mm. luck. I'm seeing a pattern here. Up, 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 mm. Yes.
0: or right, as Rachel would say.
3: A (laughs)
1: pattern, an inside joke they know nothing about. (laughs) They will.
0: So, blood is still running from their wounds. That can maybe be just by way of saying they're clearly freshly dead, they're clearly newly dead. Like you were saying earlier, (laughs) still alive. uh, Yeah, like, like, yeah. I mean, yes, the heart's not beating anymore, but you Mm. know, blood's still draining out of them. So, they're very, very recently crushed and and throat slitted. So, the two groups now merge. And they say, oh, shit, let's search the inn, see if there's anyone else in here that got all killed and such like. And they go upstairs, and they find Kitty Stillwell, the 14-year-old granddaughter of Elizabeth. She's up in her second-floor room, sound asleep, oh. perfectly <laughs> fine. She had slept through the assaults, had heard nothing. Well, good Honestly, for
3: her. Same. Saved her life, probably.
2: <laughs> I would 100% live through all you guys getting killed?
0: As long as they didn't
3: see you, yeah, you.
2: They also didn't see don't her. They didn't go upstairs. I mean, giving the opportunity, <laughs> okay, I would sleep through. Yes, you many would. Many
0: murders. You give me the same room and sleep through yes. any um, number of murders. You, all your roommates could be killed, including the one in your room, in and you'd still room sleep room
2: through. I yeah. would 100. percent That's true.
0: So John Turner, Turner, he was the lodger, lodger who got naked down the the window there. Woo. He tells his story. He says, okay, I arrived back at the... Remember, he's, he, he's living there. I arrived back at the king's arm about 10.40 p.m. I went upstairs, went to bed about 11 o'clock, went upstairs to his room. So he's in bed by 11 p.m. Maybe five or 10 minutes later, he heard Mrs. Williamson lock the door, or at least she closed the door. And, but then he heard the door sort of slam open really hard and like bang open, right? Now... He then heard Bridget cry out. And here we get some more awesome English about the die dialogue. <laughs> so Bridget <laughs> cries out, we shall all be murdered. Mm. John Williamson cries out, I am a dead man.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, this no.
0: in my theory of this, that actually comes into play.
1: M. Night Shyamalan wrote this. <laughs>
0: well, who wrote the clunky dialogue? So uh, John Turner upstairs, he hears some sounds of several blows. And then he hears the sounds of someone walking around. He The um, the walker, though, apparently had shoes without hobnails, and that'll also be important, because Turner said he didn't hear any of the normal clicks you'd hear on the hardwood floors. A lot of shoes, you, you repair them with, with nails, you just nail new soles, whatever. Yep. These didn't have those, because he could hear just very, very soft footprints or no footprints at all, meaning they didn't have hobnails. And again, that'll they'll, they'll come into play here in a minute. John Turner, he he waits for a while before he creeps downstairs, because, you know, he does not want to get killed. yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, looks through the open parlor door, and he sees a tall man. So I guess he, I, I imagine him down on, like on the bottom of the staircase, looks across the whatever, the tavern, and in the parlor where the two, as you recall, remo- Elizabeth and Bridget are, are now are, have been found dead, when he, he saw a man stooping over or standing over Elizabeth and apparently rifling her pockets. I don't know mm. if they had pockets back then, but she must have.
3: I'm sure she did.
0: So he ran upstairs and started, and, you know, closed his door and started throwing his sheets together, and he climbed out and, you know, left, leaving, of course, Kitty behind to fend for herself because he's a super nice oh, yeah. guy. And Fuck yeah. her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> didn't, didn't wake her up. Didn't get any, hey, yeah. everybody's been dead, killed. Let's go. No, he, he took off.
3: Was she upstairs, too?
0: Are you paying attention? Are you here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just got a look that... Rattled my bones. Yes, she was upstairs found fine in, in her sleep. Remember? Yeah. Sleeping. She slept through everything. She was but that one. But I wasn't one. sure
3: if maybe yeah. they had a basement she that's remembers where now. they kept her. <laughs> She's <laughs> <No>. fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my anger really enhances my memory.
3: All the bedrooms don't have to be on the same floor, Dean.
0: Yeah. They, she was upstairs. <clears throat> so, <laughs> as John Turner was, was as well. So John Turner would later claim, oh no, I called out and, and um, I think I called out for a watchman and I think that saved Katie So I'm kind of a hero but no one believes him. So, he says, "I was hanging out the front window by the sheets. The watchman, the watchman, received me in his arms, naked as I was."
1: <laughs> That's a very different movie.
0: <laughs> uh, authorities call out the Bow Street runners to search for a tall man in a brown, flushing coat that Turner said he had seen. I should have made that clear. The man, the tall man who was leaning over Elizabeth, had a brown coat on, right? Just like, as you recall, one of the people who was spotted leaving the Mar murders. Spotted Dick. I, re-
3: I recall that.
0: Do yeah. re- good, Carrie. That. Step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They find bloodstains at an open window. I guess an open window that the whole the crowd must have overlooked because when they trying to get in, outside this window, in the mud is a shoe print with hobnails. So one of the so uh-huh. that's interesting because the only, he, remember John Turner only saw one person leaning over Elizabeth. So he, he only saw one, but he heard someone walking around without hobnails. There's a shoe print with hobnails. That says at least two perpetrators. Mm-hmm. So the, as, as far as anybody knows, there's no connection with the Mara murders, but the authorities, to their what? credit, they, they did connect the two right away. Oh, I mean, okay. there's, there's no, I'm sorry, there's oh. no connection between the Williamson's and the Mars. Oh, okay. No uh, one knows, like, families. oh, they had, like, like similar enemies, or they knew each other, or... I thought you meant the cases. I was like, excuse yeah, me, me, there's <laughs> death. No. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we've, we've, you know, we read about other cases, and b- before the concept of serial killers was kind of invented, yeah. it, it, happens, it happened a lot. It was like, hmm, do these things have anything to do with each other? Where now we, we jump on it. So they, get, they round up some, some people from the area like they, they were wont to do back in those days. And one man was arrested the next day because he had trousers that were cleaned. He had cleaned his trousers that morning.
2: <laughs> and a local
0: doctor said he'd seen him the, the day before and he had spots on and, and they could have been bloodstained. So they arrested him promptly. Because huh. mm-hmm. it's good policing. Uh, more promisingly, though, some eyewitnesses had seen two men running down Radcliffe Highway the night of the murder. One tall with a limp and one shorter man. Eventually, though, suspicion would fall on a 27-year-old Scottish seaman named John Williams, and he would not survive those suspicions. Now we return to the investigation of Murder. these seven oh. murders, by the way, if you're counting at home. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, you should. One,
2: One, two, two, there's seven. Three? Uh-huh. Wait,
3: three
0: I thought it four was Four in six. the first four one? Four in the first. Oh, yeah, three four three three in the, in the second. second Oh, yeah, the The baby. apprentice. The baby. Oh, oh, actually, oh, you're not counting the baby.
3: Counting kind of six and a half. <laughs> oh, my know. God. <laughs> no. Wait, who died in the second one? The husband, the wife,
0: and the and daughter. The 50-plus-year-old uh, servant, Bridget. Oh, okay. Oh. Not the daughter. the daughter survived the, the daughter the, su- granddaughter. the granddaughter survived uh oh. slept through, and the, uh, the gra- oh okay. the lodger also survived by Pussing out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, really Pussing out of murder? He could have at least woken up Kitty. That probably would have gotten yeah. them both killed, actually. Uh, he kind of actually probably Kitty made the survived right decision. whatever.
2: I would have done what he did. me too. Since I would have put on a fucking blouse or something, a put blouse. On some pants. Seriously, at least dude. a ruffly shirt. A trouser. Aaron would have put on trousers. <laughs> I <it>. A pirate <laughs> shirt.
0: Okay, so the night of the murder, John Williams, he recalls the sailor that suspicion fell upon. He returned his room at the Pear Street, I'm sorry, Pear Tree Public House on Cinnamon Street, off just off of Radcliffe Highway.
1: How many partridges?
0: Uh Twelve. Oh. <laughs> he was, by the way, about um. five nine, and he did not walk with a limp. He also had fiery yellow orange hair. No. Yes. Yellow. Yellow. what it called? I That's know. That's weird. It was like yellow, yellow but orange. orange.
1: I'm imagining yeah. banana pepper colored
0: hair. Okay, <laughs> 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 hair have a banana pepper.
2: Cheese hair. He mm-hmm. was
0: so that means he was not that person that Turner had seen hovering over and rifling the pockets of Elizabeth. That was that person was much taller and a he looter. had fiery orange hair. So
3: well, all based on eyewitness, which, as we know, is highly unreliable.
0: Yeah, but faulty. That's brown, tall guy, brown coat, not fiery orange hair. I, I, it was not. It was not John Williams in that. At least not the one that that uh, Turner had seen right from the pockets of Elizabeth. Okay, it is possible that Williams. Someone said that Williams served with Timothy Marr in the, at the sea, in like a merchant marine or something like that, and maybe even had a grudge against him. Or not. There's all you know. There's all kinds of reports. <laughs> I mean, remember, this is 1811, and think. Well, I guess I was going to say back then they just make shit up. Of course, they do uh, it now. Yeah. <clears throat> Fox News, but uh, th- back then they did. Our fucking
1: president? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Not, Not my president. president. Oh
2: shit! <laughs> no, Obama never left. That's true. I love Michelle. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He had, however, John Williams had been drinking that night at the King's Arms, but. That's not unusual. He drank yeah. there quite often, and he knew. In fact, he was on friendly terms with John and Elizabeth Williamson. So, it's not clear. J- Williams, they have very
3: similar names, so they were. They probably do. Buddies. So I'm trying to keep
0: that straight. By the way, John Williams had complained of having no money that night at the bar, right? But then, when they arrested him the next day, or maybe it was a couple days l- later, he had over a pound on his person,
1: which is not insignificant. Oh Back then,
0: he claims that he pawned some clothes. And he had the pawn tickets to prove it. He also said that, uh, here's, my, uh, here's why I got back when I got back. I left the Williams before they closed, so therefore alive. And I, the reason I got back so late to my room was that I had gone to a doctor and also a woman who I guess, I, I don't know, a witch doctor, who t- for, to have an old wound of his checked up on.
1: Or a nurse. I, maybe so. Or just probably back then, a lady who could sew. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you look at my shoulder? It hurts. I mean, they had barbers do fucking medical shit. Yeah, that's true. A seamstress. It was a seamstress. She was a a seamstress slash nurse. So,
0: uh, and he says he left the tavern, obviously, before they were dead, and that the, here's the thing, the police, such as they were, did not check any part of his alibi, not the pawn, not the pawn tickets, really? not the pawn shop, not the woman, not the doctor.
1: Not the poncho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even
0: if it was raining, they
1: still didn't trick the poncho. No, I'm I'm a fiesta poncho. Oh, uh, okay, what's that? Bitch. I don't know what a fiesta poncho wow. is. Wow. Like a Hispanic wow. poncho? Oh, that kind of poncho. Just okay, like I an, know a, that is, then. a fun poncho for a fiesta. And don't sunburn. live in California. I do too.
0: <laughs> so uh, the police stick him in a place called Cold Bath Fields Prison. That's basically where they cold kept. Cold bath. Field. I know. Cold bath field. It's
2: like can we? Like, a roll a dice with a bunch of sad words on it. <laughs> <laughs> cold bath.
1: Cold. Field. Okay, next is bath and field. And that's you know, kind of artistic, prison. though. It Imagine a cold bathtub. No, a bathtub filled with cold water in the Ooh. middle of a field. Seattle's commercial. Banksy. <laughs> no, oh. a,
0: a sad Seattle's commercial. I did, yes,
1: either a Seattle's commercial or Banksy. Art piece. <laughs> it's
0: shriveling. This water's freezing. Well, we um, took it too far. So, uh, that's, by the way, that's where they had suspected criminals. They Different from a jail, I guess, apparently. So, mm-hmm. if you were suspected of a crime, they threw you in the cold bath fields prison. That's a weird... And, uh, you know, probably roughed you up a little bit. Yeah. So, five days after the attacks of the king's mm-hmm. arm, Christmas Eve... The police trace the mall, as you recall, from the Mar murder. Mm-hmm. They traced that to a sailor named John Peterson, J.P. J.P. Mm-hmm. J.P. Peterson Morgan. is away at sea. Mm. But his shit is in his room <laughs> at the pear tree tavern where John Williams is oh, staying. No.
3: Uh-oh. In fact,
0: they got the tip from the landlord of the pear tree. Well, Williams, of course, had been lodging. Police search Peterson's room. They find no mall there, because, of course, they have it from the murder weapon. The landlord says he remembers that mall. In fact, he'd used it, and he remembered that it was Peterson's mall because he, the landlord, had actually been the one who had chipped the tip of it off when he was using it. So he knows. So he connects John Peterson's mall, which had been at the pear tree tavern, with the mall that was used to kill the Mars. Got it? Yes. (sighs) Yes. The landlord, by the way, just happened to be in debtor's prison at the time, mm. and those rewards offered for these murders would pretty much clear him of his debts. Just mm. putting that in the back of your mind. Okay?
3: Well, wait, he was in debtor's prison.
0: Yeah. Is that a literal prison? Yeah. yeah. That, that is, if you owed money. I know,
3: but you're making it sound like he's suspicious because he had a motive.
0: He had a motive for wanting the reward money. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. So he's connecting John Williams to these murders. He just he may have had a motive to want to, to get the reward, whether John Williams had done the oh. or not. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. So authorities bring John Williams to John Turner, the lodger, the naked lodger. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And John Turner cannot identify John Williams as the man he saw rifling Mrs. Williamson's pockets. He does, however, remember him from drinking at the King's Arm Tavern that night. Which we know he did, but that's, that's the best John Turner can do. So John Turner, that's does, yes. does not the guy. So he
3: knew who he is and what he looked like. So if it had been him, mm-hmm. he would
0: recognize him. Undoubtedly. Yeah. John Williams's laundress says that about two weeks ago, that is just after the Marr murders, she had washed Williams' clothes and remembers one shirt was torn and another appeared to have blood on it. She, at the time, even assumed, oh, he just probably got into a fight. Williams, indeed, claims that's exactly what happened. I got into a fight with a bunch of Irish coal heavers the Irish. at a card game. yeah, And so that's why I had a torn shirt and blood on it. Uh, the magistrate, he's saying this in open court, by the way, and in, 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 in in I think in a, in a coroner's inquest, the magistrates hush him when he's trying to explain the blood and shush him up and have him whisked back to his cell at a cold bath fields when this why? is going on. Why do you think? I don't know because he's their suspect. He's a he is suspect numero uno at this he point. He can't have an alibi. Oh, alibis okay. ain't good. Remember, they also didn't check his alibi. Didn't check any of the corroborating witnesses to what he uh-huh. said he was doing. So, I mean, think about it. If he was at that doctor's and that woman, medical seamstress, slash surgeon, then you know that's an alibi. But they, they not have checked.
3: lawyers at this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you naive. Maybe you. <laughs> nope.
2: Okay. So the case against police.
0: Yeah, they barely had police. So let's recap the uh, case against Williams. He had access to Peterson's belongings at the pear tree, right? right? So he could have got the mall. Peterson's mall is indeed missing from those belongings. The mall used to kill the Mars is identified as Peterson, so we can trace that to that. That's a, that's a pretty clear connection. So Williams had bloody clothes washed shortly after the Marr murders. He may have known Marr, but that, by the way, again, that was only one writer. Thomas De Quincey wrote about writing about this case sixteen years later, made that claim. So that's very unproven. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Williams was seen at the king's arm that night. He was familiar with the Williamsons. He did. Um, he said he claimed he was broke when he was there, but had money afterwards. So it, it, he, they, the obvious connection there is that he robbed them. He had returned to his rooms not long after the Williamson's had been killed, but at a, in a timeline that he could have done the, the deed. And by the way, his roommate also said, you know, he shaved off, his, shaved off his really distinctive whiskers right after the Williamson killings. And I thought that was strange. So that was also a, a, a strike against him, apparently. Uh, uh, later, the police, by the way, would also supposedly find a knife in his lodgings, but that was like literally two weeks after, later, and, and most people think it was planted. On December 28th, this is, uh, the, the police got to get Williamson, Williams, sorry, John Williams from the cold bath fields for more questioning, right? They had, uh, back at the police station, they had the bloodstained mall and the ripping chisel, even though it had nothing to do with it, they had the ripping chisel on the mall laid out like, on like a, a table ready to like, you know, confront him with it and make him, I did it, I did it kind of a thing apparently. Was that too high pitched? Yeah. Sorry.
2: perfect amount of pitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> amount mm-hmm. a crowd follows so the police a, a crowd follows them from the police station to the, to the prison it's like yeah let's go see that, that guy they're gonna get him and bring him back let's follow because remember they all they had was cans and string at this point mm-hmm. to, to entertain themselves so unfortunately or dog food and and dog food and they ate uh, the food <laughs> trust me the f- food they were eating was much worse than dog food stargazy pie I rest my case we don't even know what that is yeah you don't want to know D- <laughs> I kind of do. No.
3: Fish heads. Oh, that's what head wise. Poking out of a pie. Literally fish head pie.
1: I would just avoid the fish heads. (laughs) Just eat around it. (laughs) I feel like it's pretty
0: easy. (laughs) So they find Williams had, quote, suspended himself by his neck handkerchief from 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 a projecting piece of wood, which was introduced into the wall for the purpose of hanging his bedclothes on. There's a word for that. He
1: hang himself. Yeah, they could have just said he hanged now, himself. No, this is how
0: they uh, write or back then, because it's really good. So on uh, December 30th, 1811, the, two days later, they go and they collect the body of John Williams from the prison, right? The body is taken to by a coach to uh, St. George's, uh, a place that they called the Black Hole. It's dumped into the Black Hole. I have yeah. no idea what that, what that is.
1: Uh, a furnace.
0: I don't know. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's just for for, for safekeeping until the next morning. Oh, so not the
1: opposite. No, yeah. What? It's like, oh,
0: just throw the body in the black hole. We'll get it tomorrow morning. Seriously. Well, I have no idea what that is.
1: I don't know. It's, it's like an early. The they didn't know about the space <laughs> black holes yet, I guess. <laughs> they didn't know about that. No. The necessarily had, hadn't come out yet. No, had not.
0: The next morning, they went and they go get the body out of the black hole and they put yeah. it on an angled cart, right? They put it on a cart, but they angle it up so everyone can see it. Hmm. And then they parade it through the city. They pla- the oh, they fuck? place the maul up on the left side of his head and the ripping chisel on the right side of the head. Over his head, they put the iron crowbar from the Williamson's. A uh, Sharpened stake is at his shoulder. You vampire? You'll see. What? They, um, they, the cops lead this cart with all these accoutrements through the city to the Mars house first, where they stop in front of the Mars house and just stop there and pay their respects, apparently. They then um, move on to the King's Arm pub, right, where the Williamson's were murdered, and they wait a good 10 minutes in front of the pub as the crowd oh. makes, quote, smothered groans. It, it's like a dead man's walk of shame. Ugh,
2: that's oh. weird.
0: They're, they're dragging his body to the places where he murdered, his, his murder victims were.
1: I think people just
3: think. weren't as bothered by dead bodies and stuff Probably back then. Probably Because they were more used to it, I'm imagining.
1: Probably There Ooh. it is.
3: Ugh. I I'm, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Carrie's about to vomit in her mouth right now. So oh. the the death march goes to a nearby crossroads. What did they do at crossroads? That's where they bury suicide. Oh, oh yeah. what? That's Two men. This is 1811, mind you. <laughs> I, I, this may, This is almost 1812. Two men lift Williams and uh, quote unceremoniously hurled the remains of the monster into its last earthly receptacle amidst the acclamations of the surrounding spectators. Stop it. The grave is too small. So the body was, quote, crammed down in rather a contracted Ah. position. So they stuff it down there, they didn't dig quite a big enough hole, Mm -hmm. long enough, cram it down there, and then they pin his body to the ground with a stake.
1: Oh no. Yes, for vampires. It's like when you put a little too much food in the sink when you try to get it down to disposal, (laughs) and you just gotta get a fork or spoon or whatever and just Uh, shove
2: it down. The whole, I
0: guess, I don't know if it's pinning or burying at the crossroads, but that was not banned until 1823 by an act of of parliament. I mean, they still, this this sounds like it's from the Middle Ages, but this is 1811 that they're doing this. You'd be surprised. The stake used to pin him to to his grave was hammered by what?
1: Oh, the a mall. thing. The, the thing.
0: Mall. The mall that was used to kill them on Mars is what they used to hammer <laughs> the stick into him. So
3: since they were bringing those things, did they bury them with him? Did they toss them in the hole with him? I don't know.
1: Like he's a pharaoh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also <laughs> killed
2: his dog. And his
1: cat. <laughs> not, not his cat, his
0: dog. His, dog, his England.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, they like cats in England, know.
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> that was not all for John Williams real quick. In 1886, the commercial gas company dug a trench for a pipe. Right? And at six feet, they found his skeleton, stakes still through his ribs. They divided his bones among the relic collectors and souvenir hunters. Oh, God. His skull was displayed for a time at a nearby pub. This is 1886 when that happened. But here's the question Did John Williams really commit these murders, or at least did he commit these murders alone? Well, I don't know. Do you want our opinion? The question here is, did John Williams do it? Back yes. to our case. John probably Williams, really? sailor who hung himself and was staked to the ground? Do you want answers? No, I do uh. not. I'm, I'm really probably not going to ask you for any answers. Oh, uh, <laughs> rude. I'm tell no, you what but don't tell
2: us what the question is. You said it was a mystery, so we can say what It is a mystery. We okay, you exactly.
0: okay, you will. Okay, uh, <laughs> you will. We'll wait till I go through mine, then we'll, we'll see. Okay. okay. But hold on. Don't jump I
2: ahead.
0: Gotta, I'm not
3: answering any question you ask.
0: Okay, good. So, uh, despite Williams being dead, they still had a trial.
2: <laughs> what the mm. fuck? I
0: know. All of a sudden, uh, some new witnesses came forward and said, You know, I, I, remember, I remembered some shit, Your Honor. And supposedly, uh, Williams had written to one of the other suspects who was in prison in the Coldfield bathroom. They had multiple suspects in there when he was in there, but he was just the suspect number one. And he supposedly wrote some letters to that other suspect that, that were incriminating. But the London Times, the Times reporter said it's not clear whether this was true. L O L His roommate in where he lodged said that on the day after the Williamson's killings, John Williams I'm sorry, the roommate had found his stockings hidden behind a chest. Right? Stockings. That's what they wore on their legs.
1: No, I know. <laughs> That but that Dumbled was the shop. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we are, the roommate of John Williams has never. Oh, it was the models, other one. That's The roommate. Bitch, the- don't act like I'm saying ridiculous things. We kind of were. You fuck out of here. It's <laughs> almost like Carrie saying, "What's a crowbar?" This is what it's like to live with <laughs> him, guys. Wow, so- your life is so <laughs> hard. <laughs> I'm in. gonna come over there <laughs> and flip this table
2: <laughs> like we're playing Monopoly.
1: <laughs> are you pushing it. <laughs>
3: I'm it, bitch. That was funny. Okay, so <laughs> thanks.
0: Emily. So, the Williams, the uh, here's okay, quick. Story, the William quick John story. Williams' roommate quick. had, had oh, found God. his stockings, the roommate's stockings, hidden, and he and he said, and they were all muddy, right? And remember, the people who left hey. the Williamsons had, had gone through mud behind the tavern, and and you may not remember that because I may not have mentioned it, but I'm well, now. I mm-hmm. think
2: you did, it was just. Ten hours ago. Shut <laughs> up, baby.
0: and uh, the uh, and so he s- said he confronted John Williams. He's like, "Did you wear my stockings?" And John Williams just grabbed the stockings, took him
1: to the yard, and washed them." That's Aaron and Emma right there. Huh. Are you
2: kidding me? Emma would not wash any of my shirts. <laughs> and you wouldn't wash my shirt either, bitch. That's <laughs> fine, but I have a feeling <laughs> <laughs> that your
3: mother does your laundry. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you do, though. You're not. But, kidding. Uh, I do have a question about. But I have laundry. a feeling stockings got muddy every damn day.
0: Yeah, I am. So the landlady she verified that indeed she saw this shit go down, right? She also said there was blood in the stockings. Remember, they're saying this after John Williams' death. Yeah. She said, oh, I saw blood in the stockings too. And that um, she only mentioned this now because she had been afraid of John Williams, like he was going to kill me too. Oh, uh, sure. She claims, yeah, right,
2: from bitch.
3: prison.
0: Exactly. Good point. Yeah, I Spooky. don't know. Maybe if he got out.
3: Yeah, I don't care. I don't put any.
0: Yeah. Um, she all, another woman says that she had seen John Williams with a chisel that was from the same set of tools that John Peterson had. Of course, as you recall, the chisel was not used in the murder, but you know it was there kind of mysteriously. So that was some evidence. And it also seems that at least... Essentially, the police honed in on John Williams and public opinion very quickly said, this is it, he's the guy, he did it, and he acted alone, right? You can ask yourself, though, did he act alone? I'm going to give you my take, and you guys tell me what you think of it. Okay. At least two men, very possibly three men, committed these crimes.
2: (laughs)
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) Erin's getting her melisma. She's just practicing. She's warming up. (laughs) Uh, the crimes were motivated, I believe, by robbery,
0: but the men were very skeetish. So they... <laughs> what? Well, you know, they, they probably... Why did not you go full Mississippian? Very skeetish.
1: Skeeters. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Are Mississippi not losing. Close enough for her.
2: Uh, uh, yeah.
0: That was the neighboring state. So they, they, I, what I mean by that is that they seem to have bolted at the first, you know, pretty quickly. Which I guess was a smart move. but yeah. Otherwise, they probably would yeah. have been
1: caught. If you're a criminal, you kind of have to. Yeah.
0: So the first one is the Mars. They waited until the Mars had, were closing up shop, right? They waited until the night watchman had passed. They're probably staking the place out. Sometime, about a few minutes after midnight, then, they attacked. The man in the brown coat, who I believe was William Ablass, who I'm going to pronounce his name differently every time I say it, he had the mall with him that he had got from... His co-conspirator, John Williams, who I do think very possibly had something to do with it. He, John Williams, of course, had access to John Peterson's mall. So, but William O'Blast is kind of the ringleader who says, give me that mole. I want to carry it. I have no, no idea what? what accent was that. That, that was, was Australian,
2: like New Zealand. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. New Zealand. But like a Scottish New Zealand yeah. uh, backwoodsman from Mississippi. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, it, was, it was a pretty layered uh, Meryl Streep accent. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome.
1: No Gary Oldman. No...
0: Yes, better. So the man in the in the coat was a blast, and he had the mall. He goes in there uh, with Williams, possibly also a third person. If that third person, if Williams didn't have a razor, that third person did, because there was always is, there was a mall in the first case and a crowbar in the second place. Everybody remind Carrie what a crowbar is, and in both <laughs> times there were, and in so the second one for sure there a razor. Go ahead.
3: Do you think the third person was Corny Hart?
0: Co- very possibly. Corny, and you're calling him Corny. Yeah. I can't help well,
1: noticing. You know, Corny. So in the
0: Mark case, too many syllables. <laughs> In the Mark case, they posed as customers because, as you recall, they were found uh, Timothy Marr behind the counter, and in a way that it was it was possible. Like I think they probably said, "Hey, can do you got any whatever, whatever, some Stockings. hosiery and some stuff like that?" And so he bent down, and they just and he took them all from behind oh, his long, oh, okay. blushing okay. coat and smacked him over the head with it many times. They, and then the second and possibly third killer were there between the door and the wife and servant. If you're, I mean, I'm sorry, the wife and the uh, uh, journeyman, the apprentice. And they let them have it with possibly, and the chisel may have had something to do with it, but for whatever reason, the person with the chisel didn't use it. and But the person with the uh, bludgeon sure held in. They killed Celia. They killed James Gowan. And then, so so that takes a little while. They start to search for the valuables then, right? The maid neighbor... John Murray hear, hears them at 12.10. My guess that these sounds he hears are them killing, still killing the group. Because t- they're still searching by 12.20 20 when Margaret knocks on the door. The reason we know that is because they didn't take anything. Yeah. So at 12.10, is they're in the process of doing the killings. So then they can't be searching that long and have not found something by 1220 when she starts knocking. Uh-huh. So that's what I think John Murray had heard at, at 1210 or so. And you're wondering about Candida's heart or corny. Mm-hmm. I think he probably tipped off that, hey, there's money here on the Mars, right. Mars premises. Whether he may or may not have been there with them, he may have been, um, and which is why they killed everybody because they knew who he was.
3: But they're on two, two sets of footprints.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's In only the courier, two sets, so. so it could have been it could have been Williams and and um, a blast. It could have been a blast and Corny Hart. I don't I don't know. I my guess is it was Williams, but I'm not positive about a blast. I'm I'm pretty. Although he had sure,
3: alibis, but... so maybe it was Corny and
0: yeah. Isn't
1: John Williams William. when they had alibis? Yeah, but they just didn't look. Uh, at they never too? looked
0: at his alibi, So it's, it's who knows? Who knows? That's true. And that was just for the Williamson. Nothing for the Marr He was He was never, he was never oh. suspected that after the Williamson right. case. Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's true.
0: Yes. So it's, he, he could have been the third person. I don't know. I don't know. After the killing, three people in the shop, um, of oh, the, the people in the shop, they search the house, right? The, so I, they're, they're in there. They're searching for stuff. The baby starts crying. Margaret knocks on the door. They kill the baby. They don't want attention. Again, they don't know that Margaret is going to keep on knocking because she lives there. They don't realize that. And, and when she keeps on knocking, even after they quiet the baby, they flee. They probably realize, oh shit, she lives here. Oh shit, she's going to wake other people up. The night watchman's going to be here. Let's bolt. So they leave. They kill the baby. They kill the baby. Remember, they kill the baby hoping she would stop knocking and leave. Yeah. Right. Just to quiet the baby. And then when she keeps knocking because she lives there and she has no, she is not going to just leave. Mm-hmm. They uh, they realize they have to go before she wakes people up. Got it. That's my theory. So a boss left the mall. Remember, the, the mall was found up in the bedroom. With the baby, and I uh-huh. think the same room as the parents, right? The master bedroom, uh, the, the bedroom. My guess is that he left that there either in a panic or more likely he figures, okay, we're gonna flee. We're gonna be running down the street or walking briskly down the street. I don't yeah. wanna be seen oh, with a bloody yeah. mall. So yeah. he leaves it there. There's no concern about fingerprints in this day and age. Now for the Williamsons. I think that, again, as at least two men, in this case, I, I kinda think it might even be three. I'll tell you why in a second. I think John Turner, for sure, he saw the man in the brown coat over Elizabeth rifling her, her pockets. That was William of He also heard someone walking around with no hobnails. And then you, and then you see a print beneath the, the window that they escaped with hobnails. That says at least two people. So, uh, and could have been three though, because as with the Mars, here's my, my theory. Remember <laughs> they say, a, okay, so it's closing time. They, they forced the way in by, John Turner heard that sound, the door slamming. So she's saying, oh, give us one more drink are, are they're just trying to force the way in, and, and the wife tries to shut the door on them. They slam it open. So this time, William Mabloss has his trusty crowbar at this point, and his partner has a razor, at least one other partner, with this, all this jibes with what the innkeeper and the servant said. Here's, here's why I think there's at least two, if not three. They knew they are going to die. Even John, it's like, remember they said, I'm a dead yeah. man, and oh, we're going to be murdered, whatever it was. That suggests there's multiple people there. If even if there's two, yeah. you're three people. You're a man and two women. Do We'd you fight? Do you, d- yeah, or, or, or flee? Yeah. Why they kill one or two of you,
2: mm, the other bite. one
0: yeah. could could flee. Is the fact that they knew that it's over says is at least two, if not three. If one man walked into the crowbar, it's not like we're done. Yep. It's all three of us are going to be killed before we can raise the alarm. No, so I think it's at least two, if not three. For f- partly for that reason. The, again, they attack John Williamson. I think they attack John Williamson first. They knock him out with the crowbar. He, they, he gets knocked down the cellar stairs. The attacker with the razor then goes down and <laughs> finishes him off with that sound. <laughs> what? There's also Okay, so think about it. Here's why. So when he falls down, the, you knock him with the crowbar. He falls down the cellar. Now you, you have your other compatriot goes down the cellar stairs to slit his throat. That, leave, that leaves, depending on where the crowbar guy is, a blast, that leaves the two women in the parlor or even close enough to the front door. I just feel like there's at least one other person or if not two other men waiting with them or even attacking them already. Yep. So that's why I kind of think there's three in, this, in, the, in the last one, but I'm not positive. Could be. So uh, the attacker and they attack the two women. By the way, the crowbar was found down With um, in the cellar next to the head of John Williamson. I think what they probably did there is the same thing. So they attack the two women, they kill them, they rifle and they start searching. They rifle the um, pockets of Elizabeth Williamson. This is when John Turner sees him and flees back upstairs they then it's odd that the crowbar was found next to john williamson downstairs but here's my th- theory i think okay so the, by this time time john turner has raised the alarm he they hear a shouting outside the crowd starting to gather they gotta get the hell out of there he i think he throws for the same reason he got rid of the mall or left the mall there he leaves the crowbar there so they can try to maybe melt into the crowd or at least if they're seen right. they're not seen with this this murder weapon so same thing a blast throws the crowbar down the cellar get it out of the way there, and they make the escape through that window that they'd later find open on the first floor. And John Turner did report hearing groans afterwards. So apparently one or more of the victims mm, were still alive, still alive for, for a little while. Regardless, though, they follow the same pattern. They kill, search, and flee at the first sign of trouble. I mean, that was their, their MO. And in this case, they're searching for ma- uh, just a, a, a few minutes, probably, before John Turner was able to get downstairs and, and get people... The concerned, concerned citizens to, to be roused, so that's my take. Two or three people did it, and, and then what happened is that John Williams looked good for the murder, as they say on on Law and Order, and they they had their guy. So they placed all the the, uh, the all the killings at his doorstep by himself, so they didn't have to worry about looking for anyone else, and because yeah. it, it, it was still. You know, it'd be would be a lot of heat on them if they still said, oh, no, there's somebody else out there who did this, and, not, and they didn't catch him. And, and William Blass and any other co-conspirator had this, the, the wisdom to get the hell out of there, or at least not do any more of these types of murders in the same area again. That's my theory. You guys buy it?
3: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you gave us all the information. I know. So... I Because <laughs> there really isn't, I mean, there aren't all that many theories to go with this. You can believe John Williams did it or didn't by the evidence against him. And the evidence against him is, you know, it's not inconsequential. That's why I, I tend toward thinking he was involved in it. But the Ablas angle is, I think, much more rock solid. He was the type of person to do that. He was a, an unsavory character, apparently, from everything you read about him. P.D. James wrote a book with uh, T.A. Critchley, wrote a book about Where this. Petey James is a famous mystery a, novelist. I
3: know, but why do they always have to have initials?
0: I don't know. It's a writer. Well, because, I think she's, she's a, a woman. She's a woman, That's and she, yeah, she didn't want you to know. But they wrote a book about this, and I, they, they believe that William Blass, uh did it. Yeah. That book was called The Mall and the Pear Tree, if you want to get it. Mm. And mm. Ram, Kathleen Ramsland, also a very good crime writer, has written about this as well, at length. Uh, there's a good article by her. Um, so it's an interesting case. I, like I said, it's, it's still unknown. It's still a, a mystery. It's... It was the greatest murder mystery <laughs> in the history of England in 1811 or 1888. Um, so uh, those guys,
3: could, you know, most likely got away with murder.
0: Yeah, they did.
2: They oh, are bastards. I feel like a lot of people did back in those days. Probably,
0: I think so. It yeah. was a regular occurrence. Murder. I mean, a detection back then was basically if you didn't have someone who said, if you, you had to have someone who would rat them out or someone who saw uh, as an eyewitness, otherwise you were screwed. There wasn't anything like detection, like deductive reasoning or forensics. There was literally nothing like that. If someone didn't say, oh, Bob did it, you didn't find Bob. So
3: a lot of people got away with murder, and a lot of people were wrongfully convicted of murder. Oh, yeah. Is most likely what happened. Still true. Well, yes, but to a greater extent, I believe, back then. I
0: do, too. Don't get angry. (laughs)
3: <laughs> she's she gonna she's
0: flying out the handle see y'all <laughs> you're welcome Thanks. thank you
3: for listening love you
0: bye goodbye uh